please help me welcome Jacqueline Goodwin. Good morning, Jacqueline. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you doing today? Incredible. I know that it is no longer morning where you are and it is morning where I am. So I'm just getting started and your day's kind of in the middle. But I'm so yeah. excited you're here with me today. Thank you for having me on your amazing platform. I'm excited to be here. It's been a long time in the works and we finally made it happen, right? Yeah. <laughs> Jacqueline reached out, and, and this topic is, is going to be about faith, healing, uh, believing, overcoming, and you have quite an incredible story, Jacqueline. And not only that, but she has written in so many different books, and she's got just a tremendous story. So let's let's talk. Where do you want to start? <laughs> um, I'll start with the, the birthing of my ministry, and how I became an author. Um, since I was a little girl, I always liked to write. And I remember being in the third grade and my dad bought me back in the days. I'm 53, so when I was growing up, we called them diaries. Now they call them journals. And I guess they were journals then. But my dad bought me my first diary. And that was like, oh, wow, that was the best Christmas present I could receive. So I started writing. And the older I got, I continued to write. I, I, mostly when I was young, I would write um, poems expressing how I was feeling, what I was going through, whether I was going through a breakup, whether it was in a relationship or a friendship, just different things. So when I got older, uh, I got married at the age of 22 and I stopped writing. I stopped being the author. So after I went through my divorce, um, I got the calling to become a pastor. And I don't know, like other pastors, I was just running from the calling. My mother was getting on me. She was like, you you need to go ahead and answer the call. <laughs> so I finally did. And in the midst of answering the call, was birthed out of the testimony um, that I want to talk about as well. But uh, my, million, my um, ministry is Healing the Vessel International Ministries. I am the pastor and the founder of that ministry. And that came out of me being diagnosed with HIV. So am I jumping ahead? No, I and <laughs> no, not at all. I, I'm actually, you know, when we do these types of episodes, um, some of them are so, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Intimate. And I feel like this is a very intimate episode. So you're not jumping around. Um, I, I just want our audience to really understand and connect with this message today. So I, I got diagnosed with um, HIV at the age of 35. I was working as a counselor um, in a town about 45 minutes from the um, place where I live. And God is so amazing. He was preparing me for my test. Um, I met a young lady there that was diagnosed with HIV. She did not tell me her diagnosis. I was sitting down and I looked at her and the Holy Spirit revealed to me to just go pray with her. And I was like, well, I'm not going to go pray with her unless she acts. I'm just, and some people may not be that way <laughs> in their faith, but me, that's how I know. Me and the Lord, we have to go back and forth. I'm one of the, I'm a Jonah. <laughs> so I, <laughs> I finally, I told the Lord, I told the Holy Spirit, I said, well, if you bring her in my path, the, tomorrow morning, I'm going to pray with her. And lo and behold, she came up to me the next day and she said, I'm going through something and I want you to pray for me. And when I told her um, 
what the Holy Spirit revealed to me. She just said yes and began to cry. So I prayed for the young lady and God healed her. God healed her. She shared her testimony. Before I lost everything in the fire, she had gave me some praying hands. And um, for me to always remember that God had sent me just to that place for her. Then prior, I resigned because the Holy Spirit told me my assignment was up. So I resigned from there and I was like, so where's my next assignment? So at that time, um, I was home for a year. I was being sick, didn't know what was going on with my body, taking all kinds of over-the-counter medicine. And I went to the doctor and I, I get excited when I, I, I think about this testimony because when you read the Bible, you read the miracles, but it's a whole different revelation when you are the miracle. <laughs> Hallelujah. You are- agree. Agree. <laughs> yes, when you are the miracle, it, it just opened up a whole different revelation for you. So I go to the doctor and my doctor, he knows my family. So we are in there. He comes back in, his head is hung down and I'm like, why are you sad? What's going on? And he was like, I ran all the tests. I did blood work. And he said, this is what your results are. So he showed me my results and it's showing HIV. And I'm sitting there in the doctor's office and I literally look at the door. I don't know what made me look at the door. I look at the door, um, guys, and I see the cross on the back of the door. And when I see that cross, it just resonates with my spirit. And I re- start just remembering my spirit is getting overflowed with, with scriptures. And, and I'm saying, okay, Jesus healed Lazarus and called him from the dead. This is not too hard for God. There's nothing too hard for him. So I'm sitting there and the doctor's just telling me, you know, if you need counseling, you can go counseling, talk about it, you know, talk to your family about it. And I told him, I said, what I heard what you said, I said, but I have got to go talk to the doctors of doctors. And he's looking at me like, okay. And I was like, I got to go get in my prayer closet. This is something I got to go above your head because I, 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 I'm just, I don't know how God's going to do it, but he's going to do a miracle. That's just where my faith was. And it, it goes up to my upbringing. My mother was a phenomenal prayer warrior. She would intercede for people. I thank God for her. She's passed on, but I thank God for her allowing her to be my mother because she taught me at an early age about fasting and, and praying and just believing God. So at the point where this was in my life, she was still alive. So my faith was already high. So I, my, um, after I leave out the doctor's office, my prayer partner was the receptionist. So I asked her, would she pray with me? And no hesitation. She got up from behind the door, from behind her door. And I asked her, I said, well, does doctor tell you our results? And she said, no, because I'm the receptionist. He does not reveal that information to me. So I said, I'm going to share my diagnosis because I need a prayer partner. So I, I, I share my diagnosis that I have HIV. This woman of God gets down from behind her desk. She lays at my feet and she begins to pray. And when she gets through praying, she says to me, she said, I hear the scripture Isaiah 43 and 2. And I want to read that scripture because it really was the scripture that sustained me through this testing. And it says, when you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overwhelm you. And when you walk through fire, you shall not be burned and the flame shall not consume you. 
And when she said that, it's like it took my faith to another level. So I, I'm asking, I'm getting in my car, I'm asking the Holy Spirit. I'm like, what do I need to do? What are the instructions? And he says to me, you need to shut down. And, and that is something as a pastor, that's what he calls me to do, to shut down. And when I shut down, I'm not talking on my phone. I'm not on social media. I'm not having visitors. And so I, I do it. I, I get home. I shut down. I asked my mother, I, he said, don't tell your mom just yet you're diagnosed. Just ask her to cover you in prayer. So I asked my mom to cover me in prayer. So I go to my room and my mom, she asked no questions. She just began to pray. So I go in my room and I'm laying prostrate in my room. And I say to God, I know that you've healed. You've called letters from the dead. So I know healing me from HIV is not too hard for you. I said, I need to see my children, children, children live. I said, I don't care what it takes. I will lay prostate 365 days before you, but I'm not letting loose. And I, I know you, I don't know whether some of you know about Jacob in the Bible, but Jacob held on to the angel till he got his blessing, his, his, his thighs got loose. And I was like, well, I got to be like Jacob, whatever you got to add glory, whatever you have to shake off of me, I'm not letting go until I get healed. I didn't want to, to, to live with it. I just was direct. I want to be healed. And I tell you guys, ladies, gentlemen, God did it. He did it. He answered my prayers. I called my doctor. I, I told him I wanted to do more blood work. He could not believe it. He's looking like, what is going on? And I told him, I petitioned God. I stood on my faith. I said, I'm not moving. I fasted. I, I asked prayer partners to touch and grieve with me. And I, I just was direct. Uh, I, I wanted to see my children, children live. And, and, and I have two grandchildren. I have my grandson and I have my granddaughter. So he answered that prayer. And in the midst of answering that prayer, he said, now I want you to birth the ministries, healing in the vessel ministries. And that's what HIV, that's what he showed me stood for. Healing in the vessel. Wow. <laughs> you are what some would call a modern day miracle. Honestly, a lot of people don't even believe that we receive miracles anymore, blessings. And I mean, obviously they do, you know, that they happen because here you are. During that time, were you ever afraid? Did you ever feel any type of fear? Or did you just know, without a doubt, there was no waiver in your faith? No, there was no waiver in my faith. I, I just believe that you call letters from the dead. That's, that's what, that was just that, that was resonating in my spirit. You call letters from the dead, God. HIV is, is just not too hard. I, I don't know when you're going to do it. How are you going to do it? What I got to go through for you to do it? But it's my faith. I just, I wasn't shaking. I just was um, planted like the trees by the river of the water. I was planted. So now that you have had this extraordinary blessing and miracle happen, what are some of the things that you're doing now? Now, um, so my first book was birthed out of that. Also, um, outside of the ministry being birthed, he said, now you're going to have to birth a book. So that was my first book. Um, I recently went through a fire, so I don't have a copy of that book. I sold the last copy. But um, that book was birthed. That was my very first book. And that was called 
um, Healing in the Vessel, Mother's Love, and a Daughter's Journey of Faith. And in that book, I share that testimony. I also share other testimonies that um, God has brought me through. And then I also, I do have this copy of From Better to Better. This is the second book that I published um, by myself. And this book is where he was dealing with me with a lot of anger issues. You know, he, he began to show me like we operate in ministry, we operate in work, we operate as mothers and fathers, aunts and uncles, sisters and uh, and brothers, but yet we're still burdened down with unresolved issues of anger and resentment and hate. So that book, that's how that was birthed. And then I've been on about seven or eight um, anthologies. And in those different books, I, I share some, a couple of them, I share my HIV testimonies. And then in one of them, um, the Grief the Grind anthology, that I talked about my relationship in my marriage, how I lost myself and becoming a mother and a wife. I touched that reality of who the author was, who Jackie was, who was I? I like how you said, so the book is called From Bitter to Better. There's a there's a song that says, try a little harder, my friend. It's all worth it in the end. I'm I'm bitter, but I'm working on changing that. You know, and I think sometimes we as women get lost um, with all the different hats that we wear or when life throws us lemons, sometimes we internalize everything and it turns into anger, bitterness, resentment, um, overwhelm, or we just really don't even know how to process it. So is this book something that could guide um, women into you know, the, from the bitterness wilderness to the better, um, so to speak. Yeah, this definitely is. Um, the Holy Spirit gave me several steps and steps that I had to go through myself, not realizing that, you know, cause going through a divorce, I was like, okay, it's over, but it was some extra luggage. It was the mental luggage. And sometimes we forget we have mental luggage that we carry. Um, the way the Holy Spirit revealed it to me, it's like, you know, you get your suitcase and you pack and then you get home and then you have another flight to catch. So you just pile more stuff on. You don't really exchange stuff out. So that's how we do mentally. We we get one relationship, but we have yet to um, detox from that relationship. And we're in another relationship because we're afraid of being alone, number one, most of the time. And number two, we don't want to deal with the hurt and the pain. So this book definitely provides the steps for us to move from uh, resentment, a place of anger. Even sometimes, I'll be real, uh, going through my divorce, I was feeling the hate rising up in me. And it just, when the Holy Spirit stopped pulling off the layers and, and letting me see me, you know, I wasn't, uh, I got divorced in 2005. I was maybe in one relationship, but then it's like the Holy Spirit said this period of time I want to heal you. And he began to show me these steps and pull off these layers. And I learned to be alone and be okay with Jackie. Be okay with going to the movies by myself. Being okay with eating dinner by myself. Because my children are young adults. They're living their life. So I had to learn how to just be happy with me. And sometimes we are running away from our own selves. We haven't forgiven ourselves. People have forgiven us. And sometimes they don't. But that's okay. We have to get here for ourselves, our own mental capacity. 
So you mentioned earlier that you had some steps that you were guided to do that got you through some of those times. What was one of those steps that you were guided to do? Okay. I'll share one of the steps out of my book. Um, the first step that um, I had to acknowledge, because a lot of times there are things that happen in our childhood that I know for my upbringing, a lot of time we don't talk about it. It's like we just brush it under the rug. Mm-hmm. So later, by going through my divorce, to start bringing out some things. So that was one of the first steps, like acknowledging that I'm angry, acknowledging that I'm upset, acknowledging that I have hate in my heart. You know, I, I have resentment. There's bitterness. So acknowledging and the um, illustration that I got is like when you turn the light off, it's dark in the room. Mm-hmm. And that light on, it illuminates everything. You can begin, if you lost something, you can begin to look for it. So that is what acknowledgement is. It's just simply turning on the light into those dark places. So the light is on, obviously, for you. And what is the next step? I am actually, actually prayerfully launching my coaching business on December 30th. And that is also based off of this book, but um, the name that the Holy Spirit gave me is moving from Holes, H-O-L-E-S, to Hole, W-H-O-L-E. And it was crazy. I like to walk and exercise. So I'm walking five and a half half miles, and I start zoning on trees with holes at the bottom of them. And the Holy Spirit says to me, that's how we are. We have a lot of holes. We're still functioning, but we have holes and we're not containing anything. We're not containing any healing because the hole, everything runs straight through it. So it was the hole is where he's trying to get us to the W-H-O-L-E. So that is my next project. That's, that is what I'm currently working on now. And I'm um, working on some workbooks for my coaching business and another book. My dog passed away and after him passing and processing all that, um, the Holy Spirit has given me a book for some keys that we can use to learn from my dog, King. <laughs> wow. It's kind of, you know, when you start writing, like you pick up the pen, you just don't want to put it down. I love writing. And I'm not too much younger than you. And I had diaries as well. And those were the, you know, that was like, you know, the little secret society that we have as little girls, young women. But it's, Little did we know it's therapeutic. And now, yes, we call it journaling, but really it's either whatever we call it, diary journaling, but really honestly, it's therapeutic. It's a part of our healing. It's where we can put and say anything we want with no judgment. I I love it. So how do people in the sense of this new coaching program that you have coming up, I know you shared um, prior to our episode there's a, a specific niche of women that you really want to work with. Can you share that with me? Yes. Um, I would like to work with women and I, I altered my niche a little bit with the ages because of the women that have been um, reaching out to me in my book. So it's um, between the age of 50 and 60. I realize a lot of older women are going through issues. They're realizing in their life there's some childhood trauma, some childhood unresolved issues that they still have bitter and it's affecting and impacting their relationship with their children. 
So they're reaching out to me. So that sort of stimulated me to, okay, with the coaching business to help them. In other words, you're, you know, when you're affected by trauma, there is no age doesn't matter, right? Right. We're, we're human beings. So if you're 60 and going through a divorce or experiencing a diagnosis or whatever it is, if you're 80, the, the point is you're still a human being, you have feelings, you have to work through these things and you're not alone. And so it doesn't just happen to the younger crowd. It doesn't just happen to the more mature. No one is um, can escape life, so to speak, and what happens, right? Right. So I, I really love, though, the focus is on that age group because I feel like sometimes the more I call them wiser, they don't, they're not as open. They feel like they should know the answers. But the, the fact is, you still need a support system. You still need someone that says, hey, you're not alone. I've gone through this. Here's my experience. You know, um, and that's what I love about your story is that you've been so open and so raw about where you are in life and about the things that you've gone through and you've shared it um in an extraordinary way so i hope that this coaching thing is just gonna expand you know i'm sure it will i have no doubt (laughs) thank you thank you yes it really um um a young lady she's 60 years old and she reached out to me after reading my book she bought several books for her friends but she said to me she said i didn't realize how much bitterness i had towards her previous husband he was very abusive and she she loved her she loved her current husband but it was some things in their marriages as after she read her book that because of the luggage it impacted how she treated him and she said was reading the pages it was like scales just falling off and she literally cried for the first time of coming out of an abusive marriage so wow i love the analogy you use someone gave me a little bit of a different one one time and she said imagine you're driving in your car you pick up groceries you stop at the next grocery store you pick up more groceries you stop at the next grocery store and you pick up more but you never unload and so all of a sudden you have this car full of baggage and you never release the baggage therefore you can't live in abundance you can't live in that faith led spirit led you know and it kind of stifles you it kind of stops you that's when the fear creeps in and all the doubts and the negativity and so i think that we as women especially we need to park our car get out unload the baggage yes it's gonna hurt it's gonna hurt you're gonna be sore your muscles that you have to use but you gotta fight you got to be that warrior and you have to believe that this life that you live is abundant. It is love. It is care. It is all of those things. If you allow it to be, you know, the transition happens. I thoroughly agree. It's just like, um, I did a women conference and I had, um, like the bandit wrap. So I had one of the women, one of the women to come up and I wrapped her up. And I said that that is how our pain is. We keep it covered and covered. And then I had another woman to come along and pulled it off her. And I said, she is representing life. Something else happened in life that begins to pull that bandages off. But the core and the root was not what the current situation is. 
because we haven't got to the root of it. It's just like branches. We're just getting to the branches of things. But my coaching business is to move from the branches and get to the root. Because when you get to the root of something, when you pull a tree up from the root, it cannot thrive. It cannot be new. So we want to get the root of it so that pain can no longer thrive, that bitterness can no longer thrive. And like you said earlier, flourish. You can walk in the abundance life. You can flourish in the, the, the skills that God has called you to do because you're right. It stifles us. And even though I was praying for people, um, ministering to people, the Holy Spirit, I was still stifled because after I poured out, I went home and I was still hurting, still processing with my luggage, my divorce. And now look at you. You're thriving, growing, glowing, and, and more. What a, what a journey. I mean, you have so much to be thankful for and so and you have so much more to do <laughs> i believe that i really do i am so thankful and um in the beginning my ministry it was healing the vessel ministries i went to africa to minister to a women conference over there and when i came back over the water that's how it's changed to so if you see something some people may see stuff on social media and it may have that name but when i came back over the waters um, the Holy Spirit directed me to change it to Healing the Vessel International Ministry because I'll be going back to minister to different countries. So I'm excited. For people to be able to continue to follow your journey or find you and work with you, what is the best way for them to find you? Um, my Facebook, I'm on there as Lanise, L-N-I-S-E, and my last name, Goodwin, G-O-O-D-W-I-N. Um, message me on Facebook and reach out to me on Facebook. Um, also, you can look on my ministry page, www.healinginthevesselministries.com. I do um, have prayer requests. So if you just simply just want to reach out for me to pray for you, I don't mind. Well, thank you, Jacqueline, for joining me today. And thank you for sharing your story and for the bravery and I wish you all the best and blessings on this new endeavor for December 30th. And please keep in touch. Let us know how it's going and let us know how we can support you. And for all those who are listening and watching, this is Jacqueline Goodwin. You have to get her books, follow her journey. Um, if any of this is something that pulled on your heart or you aligned with, you know, reach out to her and um, and get involved. And it was really great talking to you day, today, Jacqueline. Yes, thank you for having me, Hannah. I enjoyed it. Bye, guys. Yeah, definitely. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you all so much for joining another episode of She Rises Studios podcast. Please follow us online at She Rises Studios. You can also visit our website at www.sherisesstudios.com.